You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Well, you heard it. Back to more inspirational and uplifting programming with Jack and Doreen Canelli, and we're happy to have with our guests for this half hour. We, we, we've got um, Jeff Bates and his daughter, Alyssa Liebrecht. Did I pronounce it correctly? Perfect. All right. Wonderful. <laughs> anyway, we're, we're happy to have you here. Uh, they are a father-daughter counseling duo, even though you're not necessarily in the same business. We're in the same business, but not the same business entity. Is that- yeah, yes, we're in the same general category. I have a private practice, and Alyssa's a school counselor. So. Right. You're with Vita Counseling in Fargo? Yes. And Alyssa works as a school counselor at Washington Elementary in Fargo, as, and you're also... A mother of five children, so you yes. have no fears. No, right? absolutely not. <laughs> no. Okay, well, thank you for being with us today. Why don't you tell us about yourselves? Um, I guess I came oh, to... I was thinking maybe we should have her tell oh. you about you and you... T- no. We could do that. No, yeah. that might take a little too long. Go ahead. Well, I, it is actually kind of our story, which is kind of mm-hmm. fun. I'll let my dad start with it, but... Um, our, our journey into mental health kind of started together. It did. Really? Yes. Um, well, my story started, um, I started out actually uh, being a farmer. So I was a farmer for 20 years. And then one day over a cup of coffee, uh, Michelle, my wife, uh, my high school sweetheart, said to me, um, if you could do anything different, what would you do with your life? And the first thing I said was I would study psychology. So I, I went back out to the farm, and I uh, came back in for lunch, and she said, did you really mean that? And I said, yes, I did. And she says, well, that's good. You better leave early today because I enrolled you at UND. <laughs> yes, uh, you have to go early to get your books. So, and uh, the rest was, was kind of history after that. I got my undergraduate, and I got my, uh, uh, my master's degree from the University of Mary. So uh, in 20... 2015, I started Vita Counseling because I was working for secular agencies, and they, they just didn't provide what I felt I needed. Uh, I couldn't pray with my clients. I couldn't bring in my Catholic faith to integrate with, with all the problems that people were having. Um, and uh, the rest is, I guess, history. So, yeah. How do you reach the total person if you can't do that? I- no, that's it. There, there's this big piece of the puzzle that's missing, mm-hmm. and it, it's so helpful to when you can pull on that faith perspective. So that was great. Okay, okay Alyssa, what's your story? <laughs> well, um, actually, when I was in high school, that was part of when my dad was going back to school. And so one day I said, I kind of looked at his syllabus and like I would kind of see his books lying out when he was studying. It was by the family computer. And I said, can I go to class with you? And he kind of looked at me like, I mean, if it's if it's okay with the professor. So <laughs> they said, well, sure, you can bring your daughter. And so I started going to night classes with him. <laughs> You know, instead of going to the basketball games or whatever in high school, I would go to these grad classes for psychology with my dad. And um, I ended up um, also studying psychology. Um, I finished up at NDSU um, with a psychology degree, and I ended up seeing a a job posting for a school counselor because I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my psychology degree. It was very open-ended. And I saw this job posting and said, that's it. That's what I want to do for the rest of my life. And... It was kind of the same thing. I was engaged at the time, and I said, hey, um, I'm thinking about going back to to grad school. And he said, yep, all right, go ahead. And we met at a coffee shop, and 
it was because he was part of that journey too of that um i'm going to be in school for a while and you mm-hmm. know we're getting married and um i ended up um having our first born daughter and then taking a two day old infant to one of my grad finals and but but now i've been a school counselor for it's my eighth year in education so i love it i wouldn't do anything else and your husband is farming? Yes. Okay, so it's kind of like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. It's so fun. And I have to say that this is kind of a bucket list item. So I'm so glad that you have had us on because anytime I can kind of nerd out about this with my dad, it's just... it's <laughs> It is. It's been a bucket list to just kind of do a show or just talk about this with him. So thank you for having us on. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ner- nerd out. Here. I think maybe we'll call that dialoguing with my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds better that way. Yeah. 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 Well, so you're specifically here today to talk about the time of year that we are, um, you, you know, embarking on, which we call the school year, mm-hmm. and um, and specifically um, the kinds of things that um, go along with preparing children and and families and those challenges that they might meet and and how mm-hmm. we can best serve our families during this yeah. time that can be a little bit stressful. Yeah. So coming off of 2020. Um, anxiety is just running rampant. I call it anxiety on steroids. Um, There's so much uh, that we don't know what's going to happen. This COVID is raising its head again. People are getting really nervous. And, uh, you know, the stresses that that we have, uh, our children see, our children pick up on. So if we can kind of uh, control what we can control, um, it helps a lot with easing the children back into school and so if, if you can have uh, scheduling stuff, that really helps a lot because that, that way the, the children can, can ease back into school. It's something you can control. It's something they can see. They can see mom and dad aren't freaking out. And, uh, and, and, and you know, it helps a lot. So scheduling, you mean like so the children yes. see an order to their lives? or, or yeah, is it so you, if you eat routine? at a certain time, if you go to bed at a certain time, pack your bags for tomorrow. Um, the time they should really start doing that is now because school is going to start in a week or two. Um, so, well, they should have started last week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but it's, a, it's, it's best to get those routines down now mm-hmm. so, so you're not running around, uh, you know, looking for things on the first day of school. You know, when our children were little, I used to listen to Dr. James Dobson mm-hmm. you know, on the on the radio, and he suggested something that I thought was valuable. I get your intake on this, um, and that was when your child is about to embark on like maybe a new phase of life, or um, sit down with him or her and talk about what you can predict about what they might be experiencing. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk about that? A oh, bit? I do that all the time, and. I just call it role play. So we'll kind of take whatever situation is happening and just kind of talk about different scenarios and um, and how to best cope with them. And it's really good to think about the positives too. I think that's mm-hmm. something that really keeps us going. And I mean, there's even studies on that of thinking about the positive and the exciting things that could happen and come out of this. And of course, you know, bringing that back to reality too, that, mm-hmm. you know, this is a, our, our best case scenario, but I always try and keep things positive because you go into things with a positive mindset, mm-hmm. the more active you are to, um, more likely you are to have a positive outcome. And that goes with kids, too. Mm-hmm. I bet it helps them become aware, too. Uh, not just letting life happen to them, but right. more of an engagement. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That dialogue part. And, and that also keeps communication open with parents, too. Because you have to know what questions to ask. 
to well, your kiddos. Well, what are some of the stresses that uh, are facing kids and parents at this particular time? And uh, I must tell you that uh, usually we consider this two hours of COVID-free uh, broadcasting, but we're, 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 we're generating a hiatus here because I don't think we can really avoid it, particularly yeah. this time. But No, not you this know, day and age. No. And, and Alyssa, I guess to build on that question too, what, as you as a school counselor, what are some of the struggles that you help kids work through? Well, a lot of the time in younger kids, um, anxiety will manifest also as physical symptoms. So they might mm-hmm. come to my office and it might be just a tummy ache. They're not really sure how to verbalize what is happening or why they're feeling that way. They just know that they don't really feel right. And so it's kind of through those dialogue questions and, and talking things out that we can kind of get to maybe the root of where things are going. And I always try to be very solution-focused when I'm working with students mm-hmm. and to kind of figure out maybe there was something that happened at recess or something that happened um, that they're just they're really worried about. But this point in the year, before we even start, kids are kind of worrying about, well, who's my new teacher going to be? Are my fr- is any of my friends moving mm-hmm. away? Um, am I going to ha- how am I going to make new friends? Um, and I think in general, COVID has created, like my dad said, the anxiety just kind of on steroids. I mean, the, yeah. it, we have the back to school stressors that are normalized that we mm-hmm. know about, but then there's this fear of the unknown that compounds everything, especially in kids. And he touched on it a little bit, but that's why it's so important as adults to watch how we are reacting because our children look to us and how we're handling stress. So if we can model how, how to handle those things and keep the dialogue open, that is a game changer for families. It is. Yeah, monitor what you can control, because what, what you can't control is, is the uncertainty, and the uncertainty is what causes anxiety and, and the stress. So the more you can model a, a positive behavior, the, the more your kids are going to see it, and they're going to follow your lead. What would that look like practically? You know, I mean, I, I appreciate modeled, you know, mm-hmm. handling stress, but we all kind of handle stress in a different way. You know, some people go right to fear and, <laughs> and anger and outrage, and some people go to uh, retreating into their cave. You know, what is the proper, what, what, how, you know, what do you suggest? What's the model? Um, well, I think, uh, you know, one of the things we, we need to do when we say modeling, it's uh, we're on out of time or? No, no, no. Oh, okay. uh, one of the things we need to do is, uh, you know, keep things in reality, too, because we don't want to tell uh, our kids things that aren't going to happen. Um, we need to say, okay, this is how, how I see it. And depending on the age of your kids, they already know how mom and dad handled stress. Mm-hmm. And maybe they'll look at dad. Maybe they'll look to mom. Um, maybe, you know. One of the things you can do is is take a little bit control, pray more, um, get your kids, uh, be more family focused because um, they're going to get all kinds of outside influences. So we need to keep keep modeling uh, the family. Uh, well, a quick oh sorry, no, you go ahead. I was going to say a quick solution that I always tell my students and also my children is that really quick prayer: Jesus, I trust in you. Mm-hmm. And Amen. I say that to myself all the time, and I'll say it out loud. And so that's part of the modeling, and that's part of them then learning how to, um, how to talk to their guardian angel and how to just say, Jesus, I trust in you. Now, when you say my children in that context, you're talking about your five children? Well, I, you know, I have five children, but really I have 300. I yeah, mean, I know. Yeah. I think in a public school. But, um, but you know what's... You know, when we come back, I'll have to share a little bit, a little story about, right. about being a public school educator, too. That would but be... Yeah. Yes, I was hoping we could get to that. And I have a question, too, for the other side of the break as well, and that is, 
when we're talking about parent stress and children's stress, is the parent stress more uh, reflecting or uh, anticipating the children, or is it a separate kind of category in and of itself? And we can talk about <laughs> that question. right after the break. And I want to remind our listeners to stay tuned for there's still more to come. And we're talking with Jeff Bates and his daughter, Alyssa Liebrecht, and we're just talking about um, going back to school. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision provides eye exams for the whole family and specialty services like vision therapy and custom contact lenses. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Moto Eyewear, which gives away a pair of glasses to a child in need for every frame sold. We are so grateful for your support and grateful to be supporting RPR. You can learn more about our mission at lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. We have all lost someone to the reality of death, some more tragic than others. I'm Father Chris Alar. While grieving is a natural process, it helps if you know how to navigate your way through it. As my friend Sammy Wood says, you can never get over a tragic loss, but you can get through it. Come to know the stages of grief, which are acute, integrated, and complicated grief. Seek help whenever needed, either from a friend or especially from medical professionals. There is no shame in asking for help. Remember, Jesus accepted the help of his followers while bearing the weight of the cross on his way to Calvary. Don't go it alone. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Taking what you experience on Sunday in church and applying it on Monday at work can be a challenge. This year's Faith and Business Conference will help you learn how to take faith principles and integrate them into the workplace. This year's featured speaker is Super Bowl champion and former Minnesota Viking, Matt Burke. Join us on Thursday, August 19th at the Convention Center in Sioux Falls. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to faithandbusinessconference.com. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Well, welcome back to this last segment of Real Presence Live. And with us, we have the dynamic father-daughter <laughs> duo of Jeff Bates and Alyssa Liebrecht. And we're talking about, uh, you know, stresses and uh, kind of... the. Uh, the issues with going back to school, and we're talking about parents as well as children. Mm-hmm. And be, before the break, I asked a question. Well, Melissa, you're going to, or Alyssa, you're going to talk about um, uh, the, experience. the experience that you had. And then I also had the question about what kind of stresses are, are the parents' stresses the same as the kids or not? But Alyssa, why don't you go first? Mm-hmm. Well, I was just going to, um, during the break, we were just kind of talking amongst ourselves a little bit about how. Um, you know, everyone's situation this school year is different. I mean, what is so great about, um, 
you know, Fargo too, there or wherever you go, there are options for, for back to school learning, whether it's public school or private Catholic school, or a lot of parents are homeschooling. And um, for the last four years, I've happened to work in, in public school. And it's just can be a different dynamic sometimes when um, when I'm a practicing Catholic. And one thing that I had brought up that I had a student this last year come up to me, and or we were working on something, and he said, just paused and said, Mrs. L, and that's what they call me, um, are you a Christian? And I said, well, why, why do you ask that? And they said, well, I can just tell. I, I, I can just tell that you are. And, and that's one of the great things about... Um, is finding those little moments. And like I said earlier about how students just read um, read our, our nonverbals and our body language. And um, Doreen, you said it so great when you said preach the gospel, and we were talking about that, and use words if necessary. And so just being that person who emanates positivity and just God's grace and goodness, they, they see that. They see that in the educators, and they see that in their parents, too, when they um, are handling anxiety and stress. You know, Joe Rutten, our guest who was on just before he was doing this Faith and Business Conference, and he talked about how um, important it is to live Sunday throughout the week. And it sounds like you've kind of mastered that, Alyssa, (laughs) because if he recognized, you know, Christ in you, you've taken your faith out of the Sunday box, and and you're really Mm -hmm. living it. That's beautiful. And that's something I try and do every day. I mean, Mm -hmm. because I just feel that... um, one of my prayers was, I said, God, I'll be wherever you want me to be, and um, and it's been it's been great. And there's kind of the Catholic underground too, you know. There'll be other staff members will tuck in their scapular, you know. That's kind of all, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. So we, we pick each other out. Uh-huh. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Good. that must be nice because I work. I'm a one man show in my my <laughs> no, complex. No. So, yeah, yeah. You have to go to the I, <laughs> No, I do work in the the University of Mary building, so there's uh, uh, some pretty good uh, faith resources there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, well, tell us about parents going with their kids going back to school. What? Um, well, basically, uh, a lot of parents have have different stressors, um, especially with the pandemic, um, because a lot of uh, jobs are threatened. Uh, daycare, if their kids you know, have to go back home again, uh, which again is one of the uncertainties of the anxiety. They don't know if that's coming down the road or not. Uh, you know, there's a lot of fear out there. Um, so, so parents um, have have bigger problems, but then they also have to worry about their kids. So, well, and I, I mean, I'm not even immune to it because I I have five kids and I have one daughter who's going back, who's going into high school this year. I have another one going into kindergarten, and then I also have a son who has a severe allergy. And so, gosh, I mean, I see it even in myself, and I have to take a step back and say, okay, it's fine, Jesus, I trust in you. We we've got this. And um, so I think the the stressors are, are are still are still those unknowns. But then there's the regular stressors too that. You know, putting your, giving your kid to, to kindergarten, and a lot of the times right now, a lot of those parent volunteer opportunities that we really look forward to, or grandparents' mm-hmm. day that are in person, are taken away now. So that yeah. kind of adds to things, I think, because I'm trusting my children with, with, with um, these people. So creating those relationships with your teachers, and reaching out to your school counselor if they have one, just to. Yeah. Let you know if they let them know if there's any stressors in your family or things are going on that they should know about that they can help mm-hmm. um, help guide you to because finding those resources that are close to you um, can be important as well. 
Yeah, and one of, one of the things this uh, pandemic has done is really isolated families. Um, before, uh, you could run out and see grandma and grandpa. You could go out and see the cousins. Um, over the last year and a half, uh, families have gotten a lot more constricted where they, they can't see each other. And it, it, it's been a lot more stressful on children than we realize because uh, not only are they worrying about not seeing their cousins, they're worried about grandma and grandpa's health. Um, um, my, my dad uh, is actually in a nursing home, um, independent living, but uh, when this uh, pandemic came, we couldn't see him. He couldn't, he couldn't leave the facility. And uh, there's a, a lot of loneliness, and, uh, and kids pick up on that. They want to see grandma. They want to see great-grandpa. And, uh, you know, so there, again, we talked earlier about um, what you can do is, is kind of like model that strength that, okay, it's going to be all right. You know, mom and mom, dad, grandma and grandpa, you know, we'll, we'll get together again. And, and keeping that faith perspective in, in the conversations. And that hope, too. The hope as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's important to talk about. And the other stressor that I've actually heard come up too with parents is, oh my goodness, is my child falling behind in school? Mm-hmm. And one thing I have to tell parents is, don't worry about it right now, <laughs> because going back to school and this year and last year, relationships really need to be paramount. And educators, um, every educator that I've talked to about in in our area too, they're just really focused on those relationships, making sure that. They have those relationships with the students and with the kids um, because the if if they can't um, can't function or feel like they're in a safe place, then the academics aren't going to happen anyway. So first relationships, then then the academics. It seems like with the pandemic, kids are at home a lot, mm-hmm. like an overabundance of family time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that? Oh yeah, a factor. It definitely is. It's yeah. a stressor too. <laughs> Dare I say it? Yeah, Alyssa could probably talk more about that with five children at home. You know, she lives on a family farm, so they a little more room for them to run. But mm-hmm. if you were in a, an apartment, that would that would really compound mm-hmm. problems in the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, we've got about a minute before the, the when when the clock is not our friend, I guess. Mm-hmm. But what? kind of last-minute suggestions would you have for parents? Go ahead. I was going to say the family routine is yep. just just really hitting that home. Um, if there are nights out of the week where you've got soccer or other practice or CCD, making sure that you have a couple of nights a, a week that this is family time, that we are going to have our, our family meal to sit down together, even though there are nights where you just kind of grab and go or you know, you're separate to make sure that you... Um, you have those family meals together. And one thing that I like to do is we play a game of highs and lows and saying, what was the best part of your day? What was the worst part of your day? Mm -hmm. And um, that is probably the best routine that we've done as a family. And the kids really look forward to it. They're thinking about it. Pandemic or not, it works. Pandemic or not, it works. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say uh, family prayer. Make sure you, you take that time to spend together where everybody gets a chance to meet and to get down on their knees and to pray and uh, uh, like Lissa said, say what you're thankful for, the highlights of the day. You could also do that at prayer time. So, uh, again, control what you can control because anxiety is driven on fear. So, Okay, mm-hmm. great. Well, that brings us to the end of this segment. I wish we had more time. This has been a fun uh, half hour. <laughs> and so uh, I think it's an important one, too, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of stress out there, I'm sure, with uh, parents and kids going back to school. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's good to help them 
be prepared. It's a reality. Yes. So <laughs> yes. We, we've been talking with uh, Jeff Bates and uh, with uh, Vita Counseling or Vita. Vita. Vita Counseling. Excuse life, me. Life in Latin. Life. So. Yes. Life, life Counseling and his daughter, <laughs> Alyssa. Uh, Librecht, who is a counselor at Washington Elementary here in Fargo. And thank you for coming. And with that, we go to Therese for the technical director preview of the next show. Yeah, thank you, Jack. So on the next Real Presence Live, that's tomorrow from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Father Tim Smith is your host, coming to you live from the Holy Cross Church in Ipswich, South Dakota. Father Jordan Sampson from the Diocese of Sioux Falls will be on to talk about a group of priests joining together to care for a pauper's graveyard. Then Chris Stefanik will be on to share about his newest release, Living Joy. All that and much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's Tuesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. Okay, thank you, Therese. And, uh, you know... I am so happy to hear about tomorrow's programming. I've been wanting that um, story of how the... The priests came together to take care of this pauper's cemetery, so tune in. It's just an awesome story. Okay. Inspiring. Well, we still have a few minutes to kill here, Drino. You got a, a joke or two? I do. And okay. you know what? I'm going to direct these at Alyssa because she's in the school system, and these are back to school. These are school jokes. Yes. Okay. And you're still Mike'd, Alyssa, so laugh a lot. I will. Okay. You might write this down, too. Yeah. Okay. Why did the boy eat his math homework? Oh, I don't know. Because his teacher told him it was a piece of cake. <laughs> Get it? That's yeah, a good one. Okay. We're on a roll, and it's uh, only one done. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you want another? Do you sure. Want another? One more. Yeah. Okay. Go for it. Uh, let's see. Got Have you heard about the teacher who was cross-eyed? No. She couldn't control her pupils. Oh, man. <laughs> Okay. Well, Monsignor, Monsignor Gehring should be here for these. Uh, I know. Okay, I know. well, I, I, think, I, I, think, I think we can call it a wrap on that. We've got about 15 seconds left, and with that time, I would like to again thank Jeff and Alyssa for being here, and also thank you all of our listeners. And, uh, and if you could just offer a prayer for all those in the hospital, but particularly for a gentleman named Ted who is undergoing heart surgery in just a few minutes, if you could just offer a word of prayer for him, that would be wonderful. God bless you all. <laughs> Amen. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, 